0: Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church, located at 905 Yadkin Street in Kingsport, Tennessee, would like to invite you to listen to a message of sovereign grace by their pastor, Gabe Stonicker. And now, Pastor Gabe Stonicker.
1: I am going to be speaking to you today from 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, if you'd like to turn there with me in your Bible. I love how this chapter begins. I love the first word of this chapter. 1 John 3 verse 1 says, Behold, behold, that's the first word of this particular chapter, behold. That word behold means perceive this. It means be in awe of this. Give special attention to this. Behold, that's a wonderful word. Throughout the scripture, the word behold comes at some very important moments. Some very, very important moments. Some very full of awe moments. Isaiah 7 verse 14 says, Behold, behold, think about this. Pay special, close attention to this. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Behold, God is coming to you. That's what that verse said. God is coming. And when the time came, when he did come, the angels announced his coming. The angels appeared to some shepherds that were abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And this is what the angels said to those shepherds. They said, Behold. Behold. We bring you good tidings of great joy. They said, Unto you is born this day. Today. He was promised that he would come through all of that time, all of those years. All of those prophets prophesied that he would come and they said he came today. Today was the day. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, that very Savior who was promised would come. Christ Jesus the Lord. There are some full of all moments attached to this word, behold. When the Lord came at that appointed time and it was time for him to begin his ministry. John the Baptist was standing by a river one day. He was preaching to a group of people and this Lord Jesus Christ walked up and this is what John cried. He said, behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. He said, behold. There he is right there. God's substitute sacrifice. The sacrifice God provided for the sin of all of His people, all of His chosen people. As a picture of what our Lord would do for His people, He stayed where He was for four days when His friend Lazarus was sick so that Lazarus could die. The Lord allowed him to die, And after Lazarus did die, our Lord went to his grave and he stood there at his grave weeping. And you think about that moment. Think about what it must have been like for all those who were watching him. You talk about a full of all moment. Standing there watching the God man as he just wept and wept. Every person who saw it, this is what they said. They said, behold how he loved him. Just look, just pay special attention to how he loved him. And the Lord proved that he loved Lazarus by crying, Lazarus, come forth. Live, I've come to bring life to you. And when Lazarus did come forth, the Lord said, loose him and let him go. That's what our Lord does for all of His people. Our Lord has a particular people that the Father has given to Him. The Father chose a particular people to save. And to every one of those people, our Lord comes to those people and He says, live. He gives life to them. And He looses them from the bondage of their sin and the bondage of their religion And he sets them free. Sets them free from the curse. He sets them free from themselves. He sets all of them free. How did our Lord set his people free from the curse? The curse of sin. Here's how he did it. He was made to be a curse for them. He took it all upon himself. For every soul that he did that for, the scripture says he's coming back to gather every one of them. Every single one. And this is what Revelation 1 verse 7 says. It says, Behold, every eye shall see him. You think about that. Every eye that has ever existed. Every eye shall see him. It says, Even the very ones who pierced him 2,000 years ago, they're going to see him coming back in all of his glory. And it says, all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. Those are all full of awe declarations, full of awe moments. And our text right here is no different. This one is no different. This is a behold moment. First John 3, verse 1 says, Behold. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? The sons of God. Behold, be in awe of the fact that some sinful sons of Adam have been made to be sons of God. You talk about something to be in awe of. Sinful sons of Adam made to be sinless sons of God. What did it take? What did it honestly take for a sinful son of Adam to be made or to be called a son of God? What did it take? Well, it took an indescribable love an indescribable love, an amazing love. That's what it took. He said, Behold what manner of love. What manner? Just just behold, be in awe of, just perceive, dwell on. What manner of love? What manner the love was? When you look up the word manner, when you look it up in the Bible dictionary, This is what the word means. It means from what country, where it came from. That's what it means, where it came from. It means what sort or quality. And it means at what time. It means how long. It means when. Now think about this. Behold where this love came from. What manner? Behold where it came from. It came from God. It came from God. We weren't made to be sons so that God could love us. We were made to be sons because God did love us. God did love his people. It came to us from God. If you look at 1 John 4, the next chapter over, 1 John 4 verse 9 says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, God's people. Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Verse 10 says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That tells us not only where it's from, that also tells us what sort or quality it is. What did that love do? How deep did it go? How effectual was it? How sincere was it? There's a saying, and I'm sure you know it. That saying is actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. Well, he gave us his words, and he gave us his actions. Greater love had no man than this. He laid down his life for his friends. Who were his friends? Who did he love? Who did he truly love? Verse 10 right here, 1 John 4, verse 10. It says, herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Our sins. He loved sinners. That's who he loved. He loved sinners. If you have your Bible there, let's read Romans 5 together. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. We'll be saved from wrath through Him. It says, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God, By the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. He said he commended his love to the ungodly, his enemies. That's who he commended it to. Behold. That's worthy of a behold. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, would die for me? Ungodly. An ungodly sinner like me. So behold where this love came from. Behold the quality, the effectual quality of it. And behold at what time? Behold how long? Behold when the Father bestowed this love on us. This is what he said. He said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. In the Lord Jesus Christ, all of His people were placed in Christ. And in Christ, God the Father said, In Him, I've loved you with an everlasting love. He said, I love you from eternity to eternity in Christ. In John 13, I I love this verse of Scripture. John 13, verse 1, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover... When Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. He loved them all the way to the end. Behold what manner of love. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, sinners like us, Sinners like us, but the scripture says chosen of God, chosen to be His people, chosen to be given to Christ. That's what all of God's people were chosen to. They were chosen to be given to Christ, chosen to believe on Him, chosen to receive His Spirit, receive His faith, believe in Him, and believe on Him. And it says back in our text, First John 3, verse 1, it says, Behold... What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. The sons of God. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. That's worthy of a behold. Think about that. Sons of God. In Christ... That's what sinners are made to be, sons of God. How were all of God's people made to be sons of God? How, if we belong to Him, how were we made to be sons of God? Well, 1 John chapter 1, verse 10 tells us, He, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him. And the world knew him not. Now that's worthy of a behold, isn't it? That's amazing. He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, it does not say as many as accepted him, which is what many people will Stand up and say, now you have to accept him. That's not so. As many as received him. It just said uh, the verse before it, he didn't. his people didn't want to have anything to do with him. They were irresistibly given him outside of their will, in spite of their will. God's work of grace is irresistible. That's worthy of a behold. But it says, As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And how did they become sons? Verse 13 says they were born into it. Which were born not of blood. That means not in a family tree, we're not saved because our parents were saved and our grandparents were saved and we were born into that family. Therefore, of blood, that's not, how it, that's not how it works. He said, not of blood, he went on to say, nor of the will of the flesh. Men and women are not made to be sons of God. They're not saved because of any decision they make. It's not the will of the flesh. It goes on to say, nor of the will of man, any other man or woman. No other man or woman can do it for us. Verse 13 says, it's all of God. It's of God. All of God's people are made to be children. They're made to be sons by birth. They are all born of God. Born of God. It's a new creation. A new life is given. Directly from the Spirit of God. There's a song that says, Blessed assurance, the Lord Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. A child is an heir. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song. I was just... Made to be a son of God. God just made me to be a son of God by birth. God's people were all made to be sons by birth, but that's not the only way that they were made to be sons. If you look at Romans chapter 8, it says in verse 14, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Not only are we sons of God by birth, we're sons of God by adoption. That means that a covenant was made. That means a promise was made. It also means a payment was made. A promise has been given to all of God's people. Ephesians 1 says that that promise is by Jesus Christ to himself. And that means he says to his people, you're mine by birth and you're mine by adoption. You're mine by birth and you're mine by payment. The song we just quoted said, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Both of them. There's no way that it can be said to a child of God that he is not God's. He doesn't belong to God. God by birth, God by payment, adoption payment. I want to give you an illustration of that. This story has been told of of a little boy in Mexico. This story was told many, many years ago. But it's told that there was this little boy who saw a kite And he wanted one. He wanted to own one. And he kept asking his father if he would buy him a kite. He wanted a kite so badly. And his father was a very hard-working man, but he didn't make hardly any money. They were poor. They were so poor. And it broke his father's heart that he just couldn't buy his son a kite. He just didn't have the money. So he told his son, he said, why don't we make a kite? Let's you and I make a kite. And the little boy was so excited, he said, yeah, let's make a kite. So they got some sticks and they, they whittled them down and they twined them together into an into A-frame a and they found a very lightweight cloth and they sewed it to that frame and they put a tail on it and attached a string to it and they threw it up into the air and it flew. And the little boy was so excited Just so happy and he let that string out and the kite went higher and higher and higher until the string broke and the kite blew over the tree line. It was gone. And oh, that little boy was so brokenhearted. He was just crushed. He was so crushed. The father was crushed for him. Well, a few days later, that little boy was walking in the village and as he was walking down the main street of the village, he looked over and in a store sitting on a shelf was his kite. So he ran into that store and he told the man behind the counter, he said, he said, mister, that's my kite. And the man said, no, son, that's my kite. And he said, but mister, my father and I made that kite. That's our kite. And the store owner said, son, I found this kite in the weeds, and it's mine now. And he said, if you want it, it's going to cost you two pesos. You're going to have to buy it. So that little boy ran home, and he told his father, he said, I found our kite. It's in a store in the village. And the man said that if I want it, it's going to cost me two pesos. So his father reached into his pocket and he pulled out two pesos. And the little boy ran back into the village and he ran into that store and he put his money on the counter and he said, two pesos. And the store owner picked up the kite and handed it to the little boy and that little boy hugged that kite. And as he was walking out of that store, he said, you're mine. That's what he was saying to the kite. He said, you're mine. He said, you're twice mine. I made you and I bought you. I made you and I bought you. That's what Christ did for his people. That is exactly what Christ did for his people. He made them and he bought them. Behold, behold, that's love. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Sons by creation, sons by adoption, sons by birth and payment. Right here in Romans 8, verse 16, it says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. Joint heirs with Christ. Over in Galatians 4, it says that God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, it says, Thou art no more a servant but a son, and if a son, an heir of God through Christ. An heir of God through Christ. This is life eternal that men and women might know Him. This is life eternal that we might know Him. Our text says in 1 John 3, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Life is in knowing him. The scripture says, no man knows the son but the father and no man knows the father but the son and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. This is a, a precious assurance that he gives to his people that he would reveal Himself, reveal who He truly is, what He's truly done, who He truly did it for, and why He truly did it. Why He did it. He said He did it for the salvation of His people and for the glory of His person. And all of His people cry, Amen. Thank God. And that's what we'll be crying the rest of our days. If God the Father sent His Son to redeem us, if He made us and bought us, then for all eternity we will cry, thank God, thank God, that we have been made to be a part
0: of His family. I pray the Lord will bless His Word to our hearts. You have been listening to a message by Gabe Stoniker, pastor of Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of Sovereign Grace, log on to our website at ksgctn.org. If you would like to come and worship with us, our service times are Sunday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock a.m., worship at 1045 a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Please tune in next week for another message of God's free and sovereign grace.